0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a special set of 52 Bible Scripture cards based on the verses Pastor Rick taught in this series, Living in the Goodness of God. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, Heaven, God's Eternal Goodness to You.
1: Now, how is heaven different? Well, as I said, it's the stuff that's not there. Let me show you another verse. In the same chapter, Revelation 21, verse 4, it gives us three or four other things that won't be in heaven. It says, God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. There's no tears in heaven. And there shall be no more death in heaven. There will be no more sorrow in heaven. There will be no more crying in heaven. And there will be no more pain in heaven. All of that has gone forever. Wow, I'm in, I'm in. I wanna be in a place for eternity where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death, no more crying. That is the goodness of God. Why is there pain and death and sorrow and crying here? Because we don't follow God the way we should here. We follow our own things. We hurt each other. We hurt ourselves by making dumb decisions. You get hurt unintentionally and intentionally. You get hurt by other people's decisions. And there is sorrow. There is death. The wages of sin is death here. But when Christ has paid for all your sins, there's no more death. Nobody's ever going to die in heaven. There will never be a funeral in heaven. There's no sorrow. There's no grief in heaven because there's no loss in heaven, there's no crying in heaven. This is the place you wanna be for eternity. This is the place, and if you've lived a life of chronic pain, and some of you have lived in chronic pain for years or maybe your entire life, heaven's gonna be a great relief to you because there's no pain, no pain in heaven. Now, this is all through scripture. I, I wanna encourage you to do your own study on this. If you were to look up the phrase, no more, and look up the phrase, no longer, and study that through the Bible, you would find a list of many, many, many things that are not going to be in heaven. The Bible actually says no gloom in heaven, it says no terrorist in heaven. Yeah, it says it. A lot of other things that it says that won't be there in heaven because it's a perfect place. So. We know that God has, uh, has planned a beautiful place for us forever. Now, you know, last week I gave you a gratitude list and I did a thing called, from A to Z, uh, God's goodness to me. And I just took letters and I said, here are 26 different ways that God has been good to you. This week I made another gratitude list and what it is, things I'm grateful won't be in heaven. So I just thought I'd read them to you, from A to Z. Uh, Things I'm glad and grateful won't be in heaven. A, accidents, aches, anxiety, acne, and ants. Won't be in heaven. B, bullies, broken hearts, bad hair days. None in heaven. Baldness, we'll throw that one in too. Okay, okay. C, in heaven, no cancer, no crime, no car trouble, no cavities, no cellulite. D, no dead ends in heaven, no delays, no dirty dishes, no diapers, no dementia. Everybody's gonna be sharp in heaven. E, no earthquakes or errors, no failures, no garbage, no hunger, no irritations, insecurities, injustice or indigestion. None of that'll be in heaven. No J, no June gloom in heaven. No keys to misplace, because you don't need any keys where nothing is locked. L, no lawyers in heaven. (laughs) Now I'm not picking on lawyers, but the Bible says there won't be any preachers in heaven either, because they're not gonna need them. Uh, And uh, there won't be any police in heaven, and a lot of us are gonna have to get new careers. In fact, the only career that we actually know will continue for certain uh, will be worship leaders because we're gonna worship in heaven. So if you're a worship leader, you got job security, but if you're a nurse, start looking for another job because we don't need any nurses in heaven because there aren't any hospitals in heaven, okay? Uh, M, no misunderstandings or miscommunication or mosquitoes. Can't you imagine being able to have a conversation with somebody of the opposite sex in heaven and they actually understood you? That would be heaven. What I thought you meant, you're gonna get it right off the bat. There will be no miscommunication, no misunderstandings, which means no conflict. Okay, uh, N, nose hair. <laughs> None in heaven. Old age, P, there will be no prejudice in heaven, no political campaigns. That would be worth it just to go to heaven for that one. Okay, no political campaigns. Uh, Man, I'm ready to go now for that one. No quarrels, no racism, no refugee camps, no receding hairlines. S, this is a big one, no sales calls. That would be rest. That would be peace of mind. Not having somebody call you and try to take a survey. T, no traffic, and most of all, no taxes in heaven, okay? W, no worry. Or wars, or weeds. Not to pull any weeds in heaven. And the X, Y, Z I didn't write any down. You can make those up yourself. But the bottom line is, we know that heaven is going to what is going to be great for what will not be there, as well as the stuff that we don't understand will be there because we're not capable of understanding those dimensions. As I mentioned last week, we live in a world that is three dimensional, but Einstein proved that there are many other dimensions that we don't even understand, and there's a time-space continuum and the way things warp and other dimensions that we, we are, we're just barely beginning to understand. So God can be multidimensional in ways we're not even aware of in in heaven, all right? So that's an important thing. Now, what are we gonna do in heaven? That's a big one. That's a big question because a lot of people are like, you know, when people write, put on tombstones, they write RIP, rest in peace in heaven, okay? Okay, yeah, well I'd like to rest maybe for a few weeks, but do I wanna rest for all of eternity? No, you're not gonna rest for all of eternity in heaven. God did not create you just for a permanent retirement, to veg out and do nothing. So there will be interesting things to do. And let me give you, first place, what, what are we gonna do in heaven? Well, a lot of the stuff you can do here on Earth, you're gonna be able to do in heaven. Uh, you'll be able to eat in heaven, uh, but not gain weight. Uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna be able to sleep in heaven, you're gonna be, you party in heaven. Um, you can obviously breathe, you can talk, you can fellowship, there are a lot of stuff you do now. Uh, you can relax in heaven, you can pray, you can sing. Um, we know that God created you on Earth for five purposes, and, all, and four of those five, you're gonna do in heaven. Uh, you're going to worship God, you're gonna love him and worship him. Uh, you're going to fellowship with other believers, that's all that's gonna be there. Uh, you're going to serve God with your giftedness. Uh, you're gonna grow, you're not gonna stay the same in heaven. The only thing you're not gonna do in heaven is talk to unbelievers about the Lord, your mission, your witness, Your evangelism, why? Because there aren't any there. Have you ever thought about this? That there are only two things that you can't do in heaven, that you can do on earth, only two. Everything else you can do in heaven that you're doing here on earth. Uh, In heaven, you can't sin, there's no sin in heaven. Uh, You won't be able to do that. And second, uh, you can't witness to a non-believer. Tell somebody the good news about Christ's love and forgiveness because there there are not any there. So if God leaves you here on earth, have you ever thought, why does God leave me here on earth? Once I step across the line, once I become a believer, why doesn't God just kill me and take me instantly to heaven? Because it's a whole lot cooler there than here. Why does God leave me in a place of sorrow, suffering, sadness, sickness, you know, stress, problems, pressures, troubles, temptations, stress, and all all of the other things that happen in life. Why doesn't God just, if if he knows I'm, I'm, I'm in the family, my name's in the book of life, why didn't he just take me? Well, as I said, there are only two things you can't do in heaven. Now, he could leave you here for those two things. One, he could leave you here so you could sin. I don't think so. Or he could leave you here to tell other people about him. Which of those two do you think God left you here to do? He wants you to pass it on. The only reason you're going to heaven is because somebody told you. Have you told anybody? Is anybody going to heaven because of you? Have you shared the good news with anybody else? If you have no intention of ever telling anybody the good news, how to get to heaven, or even how to come to church and find out about it, why didn't God just take you on now? And so you spare you all the suffering and the sorrow and the sadness and and the sickness and all of that kind of stuff. So he leaves you here uh, to tell others. Now, what are we gonna do in heaven? Well, I can't go into everything, but let me mention three things. These are very important things you're definitely gonna do in heaven. You might write these down. The first thing that's gonna happen in heaven is this. We're going to be reunited with our loved ones who love the Lord. Those who love Jesus, who are in the family of God they're all going to be there and you're going it's going to be one big reunion Now as I said only God's children who love him are going to be in his home get to live in his home but the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4:17 there will be I love this in a message paraphrase he summarizes it there will be one huge family reunion with the master Can you imagine how emotional that's going to be You know The more of my family and friends that are on that side of death, the dearer heaven becomes to me. My mother is in heaven. My father is in heaven. My older brother, Jim, is in heaven. My youngest child, Matthew, is in heaven. I have many dear friends over 38 years in this church who are now on that side of death. They're in heaven. And the more of my friends who get there, the more dear that becomes to me. I don't know, when I was a young person, I didn't really think about heaven that much. First, I, it seemed so boring, the way the world describes it. And second, it seemed like a long way off. And third, I didn't have anybody there that I knew. But I know a lot of people who are in heaven now. And I can't wait to get there and to be with him. And the Bible says, there will be one huge family reunion with the master, and by the way, the next verse in the Bible underneath that says, so reassure one another with these thoughts. We're to encourage each other. That when, when somebody dies who's a friend of yours, and they love the Lord, that's not the end, it's a transfer, but you're gonna see him again. I often wanna play the game with people, who would you like to talk to first in heaven? Okay, let's say you go say hi to God. You know, you talk to the Lord. Who would you like to talk to? Would you like to talk to Moses? You could. Or Abraham. How about Mary? Scared young peasant girl who gave birth to Christ. How about Joseph? How about the wise men? Who would you like to talk to? Or famous people throughout Christian history? Scientists and leaders that are gonna be there. You're gonna have all of eternity to talk with them. talk to them. We're gonna be reunited with those who love uh, Jesus. Second thing we're gonna do, this isn't important, second thing we're gonna do in heaven is we're gonna be rewarded for our faith and our hope. We're going to be rewarded for our faith and our hope and our love. Now, Jesus talked about rewards an awful lot Many of his stories, his parables, are about the rewards you're gonna receive in heaven. And the Bible tells us that you will be rewarded in heaven and that you'll be rewarded for your faith and you'll be rewarded for your hope, you'll be rewarded for your love, you'll be rewarded for your service. Jesus said, even if you give a cup of cold water to a little child and you do it in the name of the Lord, you're gonna get credit for that in heaven. Now let me explain. Salvation in heaven and rewards in heaven are two different things. Salvation is by grace. You can't earn your salvation. You can't work your way into heaven. The only way you'll ever get into heaven is through the grace of God. Put your faith in God's forgiveness, his goodness, his grace. But your rewards are the things that God's gonna give back to you for the things that you earned for doing good things in life, that you made your life count. You see, you can waste your life, and there are a lot of ways to waste it, or you can spend your life, there's a lot of ways to spend it, uh, or you can invest your life. The greatest use of life is to invest it in that which will outlast it. And that's called living in light of eternity. I'm gonna do a message on that uh, later on. But I, I, I want you to understand that rewards come because of something you did when you helped someone when you were generous with someone, when you were kind to someone, when you, were, uh, when you shared your faith with someone, when you were uh, helpful to someone, or sympathetic or empathetic, the Bible says you're going to be rewarded for the things you did because you love Jesus Christ, because you love God. Let me just show you some verses. We'll go through these pretty quick. Up here on the screen, John chapter 12, verse 26 says this. The Father will honor and reward anyone who serves God me. This is in heaven. Did you know that when you get to heaven, you're not just going to be there, you're going to be honored. You're going to be honored and you're going to be rewarded. Some of you are going to be rewarded a lot. Some of you are going to be rewarded a little. Because it depends on how serious you were about serving Christ. If it was just an offhanded thought, you, you may not have that many rewards. You'll be in heaven for eternity. You'll be glad the rest of eternity. But The Bible says you will be honored and you will be rewarded for your work in Christ. Let me show you some other verses. Hebrews 10.35 says this. Do not throw away your confident trust in the Lord no matter what happens. In other words, you're going through a tough time, you start having doubts, you start giving up. He says don't throw away your confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it will bring you. You're gonna be rewarded in heaven for the times you wanted to give up but didn't. You wanted to give up on your marriage, but you didn't. You wanted to give up on your job, you didn't. You wanted to give up on your faith, but you didn't. You wanted to give up on doing the right thing, but you didn't. And the Bible says you will be rewarded in heaven for your endurance, for your resilience, for your keeping on, keeping on, your determination, your diligence. He says don't throw away your confident trust. Remember the great reward you, it will bring you. But the Bible also talks about not just rewards you're gonna get in heaven, but there's another thing you're gonna get in heaven, and that is called your inheritance. Now you know what inheritance is. It's when uh, uh, parents pass on to the next generation possessions, or wealth, or Whatever, it could be property, it could be all kinds of things, and you have an inheritance, and you inherit it from people before you. And your father or your mother passes on their inheritance to you. Did you know that because God is a good God, that your heavenly Father has an inheritance for you in heaven? And that inheritance has been building interest for a long, long time. Time. Let me show you some scriptures. The Bible says in Colossians 3 24, know, you can know this for fact, not wish or hope, know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward for serving Christ. Where? That's in heaven. You're gonna be given an inheritance. You're a child of God. You're a child of the heavenly Father. You're in God's family. And God gives an inheritance to his children when they finally arrive at the home that he created for them. It's created for you. Heaven was created for you. And he says there will be this great inheritance. What kind of inheritance? We'll look at this verse. First Peter chapter one, verse four. God has reserved a priceless inheritance. It's, it's bigger than any IRA or you know, retirement payout you could possibly have here on earth. God has reserved a priceless inheritance for his children and it is kept in heaven for you. I don't know if you knew that or not, but when you get to heaven, you're not just gonna get there, you're gonna be honored, you're gonna be rewarded, and you're going to receive your inheritance based on um, you know, how you lived your life for Christ. Now, let me show you one more. Uh, Matthew 25, verse 34. Jesus is speaking. He says, come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look at that verse closely. God knew before he created the universe that he was gonna create you. And God knew that you would be one of the ones who chose to love him, to trust him, to put your faith in him. God knew that way in advance, that's called foreknowledge. And God planned your inheritance, he says, before he even created the world. Friends, that's a long time ago. That's eons ago. So your inheritance has been collecting interest for a long time. This is a retirement package you've never heard of. It is an inheritance that has been set aside for you before even he created the world. He thought you up, he thought me up, he thought us up. God created the universe because he wanted a family. And he wanted you to be a part of that family. And you chose to be a part, of it. you got adopted in, you got born again in, into the family. Why in the world would God do that? Why wouldn't God just give you good life on earth and just let you die? Boom, that's it. It's over. Because God is a good God. And as I've said before, no man will ever love you like God does. No woman will ever love you like God does. He is a good God, and He doesn't want to just be good to you for 90 or 100 years on earth. He wants to be good for you
0: for all of eternity. Because God is a good God. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Now, if you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, scripture memorization is a powerful tool to help you remember God's promises, principles, and the purpose he has for you. That's why Pastor Rick created a very special Scripture card set with 52 key verses from his Living in the Goodness of God teaching series. Here's Rick to tell you more.
1: Friends, one of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life is to memorize Scripture. God tells us in Proverbs 7, verse 2, "'Guard my words as your most precious possession.'" write them down, and also keep them deep within your heart. Now, you may not think you've got a good memory, but the truth is we all remember what's important to us. For instance, you remember phone numbers and dates that you care about. I've heard people say they can't memorize anything, yet they can quote a song lyrics from their childhood, or they can rattle off a statistic for their favorite baseball player. You see, memory is a skill that you can learn. And it's also a muscle that you can strengthen. In fact, study after study has shown that memorizing scripture will cause your brain to have a stronger memory in other areas too. So when you memorize scripture, you're actually benefiting a lot of other areas in your life. Now here's how I wanna help you memorize God's word. We've put together a new packet, a new set of cards with verses from the Bible for you to memorize. And these are good, easily memorizable verses. And you can put these cards around your house, or you can put them on your refrigerator, or you know, tape them to the mirror where you brush your teeth, or you can put them by your bed, or uh, in your car, in the visor. It doesn't really matter, but they're, they're very beautiful. And they will keep these Bible verses, God's Word, before you every day, helping you to memorize the Word of God.
0: I hope you'll take advantage of this new resource. The Living in the Goodness of God scripture card set is filled with beautiful artwork, accented by stunning gold foil designs. This set of 52 cards will help you grow closer to God so you can truly live in His goodness. You can even use the space on the back to make notes or send a special message to encourage a friend. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a hurting world, We'll send you the Living and the Goodness of God Scripture card set to say thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Today is the last day to get this great resource, so contact us today. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.